1: Welcome Welcome back. Back. Let's get ready to rumble!
2: Yeah.
3: Show today. Ooh, oh yeah! How we doing, everybody? Welcome to the Power Hour. We got a lot going on today. We got three guests on the docket. First up, we'll have Dan Andre from Helios Medical on in around 15 minutes or so. Lisa County from Jaguar Health at 12:30. Trunk Fan, the CEO of Rise. This is an interesting company. They're not public. Uh, but you can still invest in them. I'll tell you all about that at twelve forty-five. But I, I heard AB made some trades. We can talk about those trades in a second. Uh, before we do that, though, let's do a quick crypto update, if we can. We'll bring the heat map up on the screen. And AB, uh, I, I like light, lighter shades, right of red. I don't like darker shades of. Of, uh, of red i, li- I like the lighter shades of red it's better than uh better than being full red so bitcoin slightly in the red today down half a percent or so ethereum kind of the same story um binance coin it seems like Binance coin is, is having a good week here let's, let's 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 see if I can bring up um here on coin market cap binance coin in the last week is uh well last week is that more than like Bitcoin up more than eth uh, more up, up more than most of the largest cryptos. So, um, go Binance Coin. Hey, AB, I have some trivia for you. All right, ready? Some Love crypto, trivia. some crypto trivia for you. What percentage do you think of all the uh, Bitcoin mined in the world? Uh, was mined in the U.S. in July?
4: Um, eighteen percent.
3: Eighteen, no higher. Twenty-nine, higher. Fifty-four. Nah, not quite that high. Thirty-five point four percent. This is according to the University of Cambridge. They have a uh, crypt, uh, a Bitcoin electricity consumption index. As you can see there on the map, China, big a fat block of gray, because it's zero, because it's illegal. Get it? Got it? Good. Good. Anyway, uh, as a result of that, the U.S. uh, share of Bitcoin mining has increased dramatically. So we've got that going for us, which is nice. As a reminder, you don't have to mine Bitcoin to get Bitcoin. In fact, you can get Bitcoin for free, $50 worth. All you got to do is download the Voyager app, fund it with $100, uh, use the offer code ZING, make your first trade. And upon doing all of that, you will get $50 in Bitcoin for free on the Voyager app. AB, when's the last time you made any uh, crypto-related trades? For me, it's been when I bought Solana like a month or two ago.
4: Um, I actually sold some of my crypto uh, probably about two, three weeks ago, maybe. It wasn't really out of any... Um, you know, I I, I want to sell this or anything. It was more like uh, I have this money in this account, and I kind of need some cash right now. So Ooh, need some uh,
3: cash, okay?
4: Yeah, sold some, uh, sold some Cardano, sold some Ethereum. But right now, Ethereum is actually my only crypto uh, holding. I see tokens and trades in the chat talking about Sheeb. Every Shib day, in, in
3: every day with Sheeb. I don't know. Um, she she was but, up again today. That's all I know. But
4: yeah, Spencer. Let me go ahead and pull up my screen. I'll talk about a couple of the trades that I made today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I know we talked about that I, sh- I shouldn't be buying options; I should be selling them. But I did buy some more options. But luckily today they are uh, working out. This is kind of my YOLO YOLO trade account. Not that big, as you can see, only about two grand in this Robinhood account. But um, the portfolio is up seventeen percent today, Spencer. Actually, seventeen thirty-eight. Shout out, Fetty Wap um and now it's 1767 so this morning i put these uh i, I bought these 170 dollars calls on baba that expire next friday october 22nd oh, man um and, and baba so i bought them like probably right around here 9 9 40 a.m and now uh baba ha- has been ripping all day so the the contract so
3: what what was the thought process behind this
4: Well, so um, Baba Alibaba has been the stock has been showing you know relative strength against the market over the past um, you know week or if you look at the past week it's up ten percent. Right,
3: right. I know that. So I'm I'm asking why today.
4: uh, That's a good question, Spencer. So why today? We saw yesterday kind of actually it wasn't a great day for for Baba's stock. So when I see when I look at a long term chart for this, which on, on Robin Hood here you can't really you know not, not the best for looking at charts, I, I see this continue to go higher to you know this like $190 level. but Spencer, as we know, everything can't go straight up. So basically on any kind of like dips or or days where the stock underperforms, I'm going to be looking to making trades like this because my my thesis is that it will um, you know then subsequently outperform the market the following day. So uh, I'm probably going to bomb out of this one here this afternoon. I mean, the, the contracts are already up about You're 33%. percent bomb
3: out this afternoon.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to hold on to it this afternoon. No, and, no. And to You're up 17%
3: morning. in one day?
4: Well, that's I'm up 33% on this trade. Um, the uh, the other contract I, I bought yesterday afternoon was a Roblox call. Um, and kind of something you know similar yesterday was a pretty strong day for Roblox. Um, and it was showing some relative strength against the market. Um, from a technical standpoint, it, it looked like we definitely were going, going to come up at least to this $75 level. Um, but as you know, Spencer, I'm not a pure technical or a pure fundamental trader. I kind of um, you know just do a hybrid of everything. And so I, if something aligns, if the technicals look good to me and I like the company like I do Roblox, Um, and it shows, showing me a good entry point that I don't mind getting in on some of those option contracts. So, um, these ones are actually up, uh, more than a hundred percent from when I bought them yesterday. So nice little return on those Roblox calls
3: money and run. Well, I did.
4: I'm I'm glad you said that because I did sell. So you can see yesterday I bought five contracts for $245 today. I sold three of them for two thirty four. So I basically got my money back minus, you know, $11. And I'm letting these other two contracts kind of run for, you know, maybe a day or two longer just to see what they do.
3: Nice. Nice job, man. I mean, you've you made two profitable trades in the last couple of days. Take the money and run. Good job. Good on you.
4: Yeah, thank you. I mean, you know, we've talked I, about- I have a
3: question. How long was it between when the idea first occurred to you and, and when you actually made made the trade?
4: Oh, not very long at all.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, but are we talking like, Ten minutes? Or are we talking like um like under a minute?
4: I mean, I have all these stocks that are like constantly on my watch list, Alibaba and Roblox are definitely on there. Okay. And and if I s if I, you know, see one that's like underperforming or, or outperforming the market and, and the technicals look like, oh, this is a good entry point, I I could make that trade in less than than two minutes. You know, it's as simple it. as got as it. picking an expiration date and a strike price. Got it, got it.
3: I see, I always like chastise you for buying options but like the truth is i really need like need to do i i could probably do well if i traded around some of my longer term positions with via options it they just require you to babysit them a little bit and i don't have the attention span during the day to do that um so i don't know but wait. nice job man good for you you're two for two take the money you run What, what thank you wait, well wait, there, wait, what, there was also that? this that's, that's qs uh, yeah
4: Q. At, well, I don't know if I. So let's see. These were up. I, I saw I sold. I only bought three contracts, so it's a little harder to like sell some and keep some. Um, but let's see. I bought them for seventy three dollars, and they're seventy one dollars right now. So, uh, but I did sell one for ninety five, so I, I made profit on that one. But I should have sold all of them, I guess. But yeah, Spencer. I mean, you know, if you have a long term position that um, is up twenty percent in a month or something. Maybe you want to buy a couple puts on that just to, just in case it goes down and you're already holding it. You I, know? I mean,
3: I'd probably rather sell some calls to to, to get paid or something. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I, I totally should. Totally should. Hey, uh, nice job with you. There's a couple of stocks I want to touch on real fast before we get yeah, Dan right. Andrew on in a few minutes here. Uh, let's pull up the chart. This has been Thinker Pro. Where's my chart? Where's my chart? There it is. Uh, Vimeo. I guess Vimeo here, I just had it in the feed. They posted their September, some, some monthly metrics from, from, September, uh, this morning. Uh, and I guess their, uh, revenue growth, uh, of 33% subscriber growth, 14% average revenue per user, ARPU, eight, uh, 16%. These are all year over year numbers. Um, that's interesting. Cause the subscriber growth number actually slowed. Um, it looks like. So anyway, the, 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 the stock, which I always forget Vimeo is public. I always forget Vimeo is public. Anyway, it's had its best day in, in a while. This has been pretty much straight down since it uh, was an IPO or direct listing. I want to say it was an IPO. Um, and pretty much straight down since that happened in June. So, hey, I would probably sell this rip. I wouldn't buy it up here. I would sell this rip. But I thought this is notable because it's the best day, I think, that the stock maybe has ever had on a, on a percentage basis. So, um, All time low yesterday, and today you're up thirteen percent. So yeah, I was... mean I, th-
4: this is a company that I've used before. I just I, I don't know like the long term thesis for it as a as a stock, so I, I'm not invested in it or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's one of those companies, what like you, Spencer, that I always forget is a publicly traded company. Yeah.
3: What about Sleep Number SNBR? Did you see this one today? Uh, down five percent, and this looks. This chart looks downright scary to me because you just fell below whatever floor that was in the ninety dollar area or whatever in the low nineties. You are firmly below that now, um, and we're gonna It looks like we were going to go green for the year, uh, red for the year in this thing. We, yeah, we, I mean- o- we opened, we closed at twenty twenty at at eighty dollars or 80, uh, eighty. What is that? Eighty three. Sitting, yeah, well, we'll call it 80 right Eighty, eighty-one. that's where we closed last year at right at 86 right now this is looking downright scary this is not an inflation hedge beds yeah apparently. spencer
4: i don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago i was actually getting uh i, I had trouble getting a, a, a bed delivered and it was from sleep number no i don't remember this So uh, I I had an order out with sleep number to get a bed delivered. And, uh, you know, first day comes around, it doesn't end up coming. They, you know, I called, this was the most annoying part is I didn't, they didn't call me saying like, Oh, we're gonna have to cancel this delivery. It's not going to come today. I had to call them and like inquire, inquire, inquire. Then finally they're like, all right, yeah, it's, uh, we're not gonna be able to deliver the bed today, whatever. Did, Did they say why? They said they were missing a part. And then the next a part. Yeah, I don't know. And then the next. It wasn't like just the mattress. Like they were. I, like I, a I guess it frame. is a sleep
3: number bed. I guess there is some parts to that. All right. Yeah. Anyway. And then
4: so so I, you know, express my frustration naturally. We schedule a subsequent appointment, maybe for the next week. The next week comes. And same thing is happening again. Well, actually, this time I I called like kind of preemptively because I'm like, hey, just making sure the bed's going to come today in between 930 and and 1230, like we said. And they were like, oh, actually, like we had a computer error. The bed (laughs) is is not going to come today. So two times in a row, the bed isn't coming. Mind you, I'm sleeping on an air mattress. Um, The company did offer me. They're like, yeah, if you want to go buy a temporary mattress, we'll, you know, rebate you anything up to four hundred dollars. So, I was going to go out and buy like a $400 mattress from Walmart or something, get them to pay me for it, and then return the mattress. But I never got around to doing so. And finally, on the third time, they did deliver the bed. But at that time, I was like pissed off and I was looking at puts on sleep number, trying to short it. But the stock is just not very uh, volatile or, or liquid. So, wow. like there weren't a lot of good contract options. But now I'm wishing I did because it sounds like if this was like a month ago and I would have made that trade, I might be looking pretty nice.
3: And how long ago was that?
4: This was like a month ago.
3: Oh man! All right, so it sounds like they're having some, just like everyone else, right. supply chain concerns for beds, apparently. Right. Getting source and components, or, or maybe even just getting getting deliveries done. Um, <laughs> well, all right, I didn't know that. I didn't know any of that. Uh, I you know. Do, I,
4: I know. We've because because there were mornings where like I wasn't in the office because I, I know. my bed supposed, always... supposed to get yeah, delivered, I, I, and that I was mean... one of like the many running problems with my apartment. But that was one that isn't really on the apartment, more on more on sleep number. All right.
3: Um, hey, our next guest is here, and I, I want to bring him on because uh, he, he's got a couple of thoughts. He's got a couple of things he likes. Interesting. Um, I, I, I think our next guest also has inflation. In addition to his own company, I think he's also got inflation on his mind here based on some of the things he just dropped in our in our, in our private chat. So let's get Dane Andrew from, from Helios Medical. Bring him on right now. Dane, good afternoon. How are we doing today?
2: I'm good, Spencer. How are you?
3: I'm good. You must be thinking about inflation because you said you like gold. You like natural gas. You like uranium.
2: Well, you know, pretty much everything's going up in price, uh, right. food, energy. But if, if, if you like the old school, you know, gold, nat gas, uh, uranium, uh, I'm an old 20 year, 25 year veteran of, of hedge funds, uh, yeah. I used to run money, uh, for Julian Robertson and, uh, you know, th- these names are, are just starting to explode, um, on, on the nat gas and uranium side, but the gold, uh, gold and silver really have been left back, um, along with Helios Medical Technologies, which I'd love to discuss. um, Of course.
3: Of course. I I wanted to, real fast, I just want to pull up uh, just a a, a random uranium chart, right? I mean, uranium has been one of the uh, uh, highest flyers uh, this year. You can go there. You can go to the UUUU or or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, just uranium. So, okay. You you, you, Uh, you are a former...
2: Actually, the CEO of uh, UEC uh, Uranium Energy, yeah. um, his uh, one child actually was on our device. Um, he, he's got a cerebral palsy child, and uh, uh, he was treated with our uh, device and therapy. So, uh, okay,
3: okay. So, so I know him you, well. So, so, interesting. Tell so, tell us about what Helios is working on.
2: Yeah, Helios. Uh, the technology came out of the University of Wisconsin in the late. Uh, uh, 90s and into the 2000, um, it, is, uh, it, it, it treats uh, basically a very common symptom across CNS, central nervous system, uh, diseases like MS, like stroke, like traumatic brain injury, uh, cerebral palsy, Parkinson's, you name it. So basically what we're treating right across that spectrum of indications is balance and gait dysfunction. So most most of these patients uh, can't look left, can't look right without losing their balance or walking forward or going up and down stairs. They just just have a very low quality of life because of the balance and gait deficit uh, due to these, whether chronic uh, diseases like MS and uh, and potentially stroke, uh, but also trauma with a traumatic brain injury. And we are the only company in North America right now with a cleared uh, a, a therapy or PONS device therapy, which I'll talk to, uh, in traumatic brain injury There is uh, by Health Canada. So we're treating, uh, we've treated well over 300 patients in traumatic brain injury uh, in clinically and commercially in Canada right now. Through, through about thirty. So, 30, so
3: what exactly is the device? Like, what is yeah. the
2: device? So, this is something you know. In a a, a great case, uh, it's the Pons uh, neuromodulation stimulator. So, I think Tim Cook and Steve Jobs uh, would love this device. Uh, let me open it up real quick. Uh, nice handle, but it, you open it up and you have a smart device controller. If you could see that, yeah. And the mouthpiece. So basically, I'm going to take the the device the smart device there, uh, which is our controller, and then plug in the mouthpiece. Um, so basically, it plugs in right here, and the mouthpiece goes on top of your tongue. Whoa. So okay. it's 20 minutes a day, twice a day, in combination with physical therapy, to uh, improve your balance and gait. Now, we're, we are cleared by the FDA since March of this year for gait deficit, In MS patients. Okay. So there's a million MS patients and growing and and 41% of them have gait deficit. So it's a massive problem in a very chronic, well advertised, well lit disease. So that's going to be our first commercial launch in the US. But in Canada, since uh, late 2018, we are cleared for, for balance deficit due to mild to moderate traumatic brain injury. And then last year, we got our second uh, clearance approval by Health Candidate in MS, in gait deficit. So, and, and the big news that came uh, in August uh, of this year, we got our second breakthrough designation device uh, by the FDA. It was granted imbalance and gait dysfunction due to stroke. Now, stroke is massive. It's seven times greater than MS, as is TBI. Uh, there's 7 million people living with chronic stroke. Uh, 80% of them have gait deficit, a balancing gate gait deficit. And that's chronic stroke. There's also subacute and acute stroke where there's 800,000 new strokes a year. 80% of them go right into rehab. So this is not enhanced rehab. It's a PONS therapy with our device. You said the stroke, that was in Canada? Or that, you, that was in Canada, right? Uh, no, we just uh, garnered our second FDA Breakthrough designation in August in stroke. So that was the U.S. So right now, what we need uh, is a pivotal trial for stroke, which we are starting to develop as we speak. So very exciting times okay. for such a small company. Okay. So uh, you're approved uh, in the
3: U.S. Uh, for only, I guess, a couple of use cases. Uh, just, MS. just MS. Just MS, right. It's, it's massive. Um massive. But- but you're working on getting approval
2: for like CP or?
3: Yes, we have data yeah. in
2: CP. Uh, we're going to have data in Parkinson's uh, in the near future. Okay. Um, we also believe um, we're going to have a, a, a pivotal trial for our second traumatic brain injury trial for balance and gait deficit as well. So we could be the only uh, uh, company that could be. Uh, Approved in the in the U.S. by the FDA and TBI, uh, and that would be probably 2024. Uh, okay, but, and,
3: and 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 what's the situation on just like production? Like you have the FDA yeah. clearance for one for one thing in the U.S., but what's, yeah. what what about production? That's
2: the so we stuff. we have been commercializing in Canada in, t- okay. uh, in two years. We're in 33 neuro PT clinics. Uh, we use Keytronic's up in Minnesota, publicly traded company, as our OEM to manufacture. Mm-hmm our controller and our mouthpiece so so basically what transpires here when we stimulate the tongue uh spencer uh in combination with physical therapy we have 143 gold-plated electrodes on this mouthpiece and it's twice a day for 20 minutes in combination with physical therapy so basically we are gently stimulating the tongue it feels like champagne popping or do you remember pop rocks I don't know if mm-hmm. you're that young. Yeah, the candy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's how. That's what it feels like on your tongue. So even when you take your index finger and just touch it, you are stimulating your brain. It, that goes right through your 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 your. There's two and brain. and and
3: so what's the the idea is that what it just like improves balance.
2: Is it- so so basically, uh, you know, if you if you just sit on the couch with our device, and yeah, have this in your mouth, you're not going to improve your balance and okay. it, it doesn't work that way. It's in combination, it's like learning to ride a bike again. So you have, you don't have 100% of, of, of your balance and gait deficit like you and I have right now. When you have one of these chronic diseases, you have this common symptom in MS, gait deficit, or a balance deficit, in TBI, balance deficit, in stroke, same thing. You know, you can't get up without falling, you can't go up and down stairs, you can't look left or turn right, without losing your balance. So this is a big deal and, and it really affects the quality of life for most of these patients. Of course, a lot of them can't go back to work if they've had a TBI. So, so, so you, isn't,
3: I, I'm, it's always interesting whenever I talk to someone who like had a career in, in, in one field and, and left it for another, because you, like you said, you manage money, you're a professional money manager, and then you left to become the president CEO yeah uh, so
2: so so why so so yeah basically uh, i when i uh, uh the the maple leaf partners wound down became a family office we started doing more private and public investing really in healthcare um and i uh, started investing in helios a few years ago joined the board H- hopefully i i could help management uh steer their way through some of the financial issues compensation issues and so forth and just oh. using my background Uh, of of really being with management teams for the last 30 plus years. So when this opportunity existed, when Helios basically needed a new direction uh, from from the senior level, um, I I volunteered. And and in August of last year, I started as the interim CEO. I I did something special. Um, uh, I took no compensation whatsoever for about 11 months. No salary, no stock option, no cash bonus. And, and then basically, you know, from then on, I started building out the new team. I helped bridge the company financially in, in two deals. I've been investing in every deal. Uh, uh, you know, myself and my family own well over 9% of this company right now. Um, we just brought in a new CFO, Jeff Matheson, from the board, um, as well as our new chief medical officer, um, who, who's a KOL MS expert neurologist as well. And then the head of sales and marketing. Came from Levinova, which is the biggest neuromodulation company uh, in North America right now. So, question from our chat uh, before we, we wrap up here is sure. is, is the treatment,
3: I, I presume it's a temporary improvement. You have to keep using it, right? So, so right
2: now it's a 14 week treatment, uh, okay. twice a day for 20 minutes uh, in combination with physical therapy. Your first two weeks are in the neuro PT setting, the last 12 weeks, um, you do uh, your exercises at home and you come in once a week and you, we download your uh, data with your PT and, and we look at your progress and improvement. So, so right now our data, you know, is, is, is really for short term only, but we're looking to get uh, longer term data as well. We have it already in traumatic brain injury. We did a washout. Uh, it, it was excellent data and, and that garnered our, our first clearance by Health Canada and TBI. So,
3: And then I guess like what what are the um, uh, the best you can provide like a timeline on, on on when you'll get the FDA clearance for anything, everything that you want to get clearance for?
2: Yeah. So it's all about expanding the label of this platform technology. So first and foremost is MS in the U.S. Right. We're looking to do a pivotal tro- a tr- trial and stroke. Uh, we're looking at probably, you know, first half, first quarter 2024 for FDA clearance and stroke. So all you know, and, and we're hopefully also get a parallel pathway TBI as well. So okay. to, to to do all this for the next two years is is a massive lift, but it, it's a it's a fantastic lift. The testimonies that we have coming from our clinicians, from our patients in Canada. The, the the technology, the therapy, the Pons therapy works. It it truly works and it changes people's lives. The, their quality of life improves. Uh, there, there's so many positive side effects to this therapy. Um, I, I just can't make claims. Uh, you know, but we just hear of of, of the great stories. I, I I wouldn't
3: want you to make claims anyway. That yeah. couldn't be backed up. All right. yeah. Dan Andrew, if he's the CEO of Helios Medical ticker chart up on the screen. Dan, thanks a lot for coming on today.
1: engineering your success
3: all right uh hey ab where'd you go my man come back to me i'm
4: right here spencer you were just killing it on the interview so i did not want to no i
3: know i know what happened you stepped away to go to the bathroom
4: yeah yeah that's okay i got you anyway um well yeah spencer so as you mentioned we got a packed show today three guests that was our first one Dane and Dr- uh and Drief. um we've got another exciting biotech company coming up as well spencer
3: lisa conti and i see her here backstage from jaguar health jaguar should we bring lisa on
4: let's do it spencer i've
3: always want i love seeing jaguar jaguar with a good you know the british accent i i bet you that's how it's pronounced we can ask we can ask her maybe we should let's get lisa on you want me to do oh there she is okay Lisa Hi, good afternoon.
5: Good afternoon. I just heard the end of that conversation, and it sounded very similar to ours, label expansion for an initial indication, not making claims outside your initial indication. Right, right. So, so
3: tell us about what you're working on and what your initial indications are, and then we'll we'll go from there.
5: So what well, we're working on, we do all plant-based drug discovery, some plants okay. that are used traditionally from the rainforest. And we did take our first product from a tree growing in the rainforest to a first in class FDA approved drug called mitesi. And it's a drug for gastrointestinal symptoms. It normalizes gut function. And it's initially approved in people living with HIV AIDS and has multiple follow on indications, one of which is in phase three clinical trials right now for cancer therapy related diarrhea, which is the biggest side effect associated with cancer therapy and affects everything from dignity and quality of life all the way to outcome of the patient's cancer therapy, because the interruption with the gastrointestinal distress causes patients to take drug holidays or reduce their dose or even change their life-saving therapy. And then there's multiple other follow-on indications, IBS, IBD, we have a rare disease and short bowel syndrome, so it's a real pipeline within a product.
3: What is the market size here? We're talking anybody with any sort of gastrointestinal problem?
5: Eventually as Actually. we get to all the different indications. So right now our label, for example, is only in people living with HIV AIDS. It's a chronic label, chronic administration. Um, and then we're going for cancer. We'll need to do an additional clinical trial for irritable bowel syndrome an additional clinical trial for Crohn's disease, inflammatory bowel disease. So one by one, we'll be able to get to all the patients in need around the world.
2: How,
3: how, how long do those trials take?
5: Well, it depends. Um, so the cancer trial is we're about um, nine months into it, and it'll be completed about one year from now. It's about 250 patients. What's very interesting. It's literally my TESI. So it's the product in the same dose, the same formulation that we have in commercial use right now for HIV. So when we think about risk management, most new drug applications fail because of a safety issue or a manufacturing issue. We obviously already have the supply chain worked out and we have a chronic indication. So for example, we have two-year carcinogenicity. So it's a matter of conducting that pivotal trial and risk reduction for us is spending a lot of time with the FDA to make sure we have discussion and agreement on that pivotal trial design on enrollment criteria, endpoint definition, which will define where you're going to be able to make your claims and promote. So you don't finish the trial, have a successful trial, and the FDA says, great. You know, if only you looked at one additional thing. So anyway, the bottom line is each additional indication is probably about a two-year effort.
3: So in, in this case, we're looking at, like, the next catalyst for Jaguar Health being, like, a year out from now.
5: Well, not the next catalyst. That's the, that is a very big, important catalyst because you asked about the size. So there's – diarrhea is the number one side effect with cancer therapy, and there's nothing that's been tested and approved specifically in that indication. So what do we know about of supportive care in cancer, um, chemotherapy-induced nausea and vomiting? And that is a market that is expected right. to be the third party and analysts about a $3 billion next year. And you typically take those agents for like the first three days of a chemo cycle, whereas diarrhea with targeted therapies, these therapies that patients stay on chronically to stay in remission for years at a time is occurring, you know, every single day. So that's a huge indication. In terms of the number of patients, the impact we can have on their life, and of course the, the revenue that results from that. But nearer term catalysts, yeah. we have our uh, the brand name is Mytessi, the generic name is Crofelimer, and Crofelimer is getting ready to be launched in December of this year, as under the trade name Canalivia for chemotherapy induced diarrhea in dogs under a conditional approval from the fda because it's it's called mums which is like an orphan designation to get products available to animals in need and in this case dogs in need and dogs are remarkably predictive of the human situation the way our product works in the gut is highly conserved in the physiology of the dog gut and dogs typically get many um, human designated cancer agents so we're very excited. And that's, you know, a relatively small market compared to the human market, but a very important market. And it's a very near term um, event for the company.
4: And so, so Lisa, you mentioned that, um, you know, diarrhea and kind of, you know, uh, some stomach problems are, are one of the main um, side effects of cancer treatment. Um, so so would this medication also help with weight loss? I mean, I assume the two are associated.
5: Uh, wait, not with, uh, let's see, it, what it does, this is not a claim, uh, but when patients aren't, you know, getting dehydrated, because that's the, the thing with diarrhea, like cholera, for example, what kills you? Not the cholera infection, it's the dehydration that occurs from that, ultimately, organ shutdown, etc. So, when you're not dehydrating, you're maintaining your weight. And we have had patients just say to us, you know, this is lovely. I don't, you know, I don't have a sunken face anymore. I'm able to maintain a a healthy body presence. That's not a claim that we have. But, you know, you could just imagine from preventing the dehydration.
4: Right. So so by preventing the, uh, you know, diarrhea and those effects, you'd be, um, you know, retaining more of that hydration. That makes sense.
5: And, you know, another, another indication that we're pursuing, which is going to get to what you're thinking about, short bowel syndrome and the intestinal failure associated with that. So this is another near-term uh, um, a- event in the company. So short bowel syndrome, we have about an intestine that's maybe 20, 25 feet. So short bowel, you'll have less than five feet, maybe as little as 30 centimeters. It could be congenital. It could be due to cancer, necrosis. It could be due to an accident. But normally what's going on in your gut, you have the secretions coming in, and then you have the absorption of the nutrients of life, your proteins, your carbs, your fats, your vitamins, your minerals. And if you have a short bowel, you don't have enough time for those to be absorbed appropriately. So that's an indication that we're pursuing initially in Europe because we have orphan drug designation here in the United States. We have filed for orphan drug designation in Europe, and that has been accepted the application. With orphan drug designation in Europe, we have the possibility for an accelerated conditional approval. You can get it into those patients sooner. And the thought is that you're giving them more time by normalizing the secretions, which is the mechanism of action of Crophelomer, giving them more time to absorb the nutrients of life and reduce the morbidity and and also unfortunately the mortality associated with that indication and that is being funded with our european subsidiary napo eu merging with a spac in italy called the dragon spac and it's all filed right now with the italian government and should be consummated in less than the next month
3: now that's now that's interesting all right so we got spacs we got italy uh what
5: why why go that route so again we wanted to be in europe right and um for what i told you about the conditional accelerated approval opportunity for an orphan designation so we licensed the parent company jaguar or jaguar however you want to say it mm-hmm. uh did an exclusive license for the european rights to all the indications of crofellamer and it's a typical license agreement so there's benefit to the parent company of an upfront payment, milestone payments, royalties, and that clinical data that will be generated in Europe is available for the parent organization to utilize in the United States. We try as best as possible to pair our clinical programs with um, non-dilutive financing. So one way to achieve non-dilutive financing in this situation was for the subsidiary EU to be funded by a third party and there happened to be a Dragon SPAC in Italy. Why Italy? Because Italy is the only country where a SPAC can name their target company while they're raising their money, as opposed to the way it's typically done What? A yeah, Italy is the place where that happens.
3: I, AB, did, did you know that?
4: I did not. I mean, we, I, we probably should know that, Spencer, considering <laughs> you know we're in this field. But may, maybe maybe Chris and Mitch, our, our resident SPAC experts, knew that. But um, I did not. Wait, now you know. was,
3: I, I feel like that would be a game changer. Imagine if that was the case in the US. If you can name while you're raising your money from your pipe investors, you can say, Hey guys, you, you should come invest in this stack because a year from now we're gonna go buy this company, or we think. Oh that yeah, happy
4: nice. happy Muhammad in the chat saying investor Stallone never mentioned that. Maybe next time he comes on the show, he'll <laughs> he'll he'll talk about that SPAC process. Um, but, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of times here with the SPACs where they're not allowed to disclose it, like oftentimes it's rumored. And I, I sometimes it's kind of like one of those, uh, you know, trial balloon situations where I think they like purposely let it leak and, and see how the response yeah. is. But who knows? Wow. Yeah.
3: Lisa, you just uh, told us all something new today. Blew my eyes. Okay.
5: Mind. Doing my best. So, we have, years ago, I don't know, let's say five, six, seven years ago, Italy was the second most active market. In SPACs for that very reason. Um, it cooled off for a bit when maybe some of the SPAC sponsors were a little too generous with their return to themselves. Um, but our SPAC sponsor. You're,
3: you're kidding,
4: right? Oh, man. <laughs> do you have an, another connection to Italy outside of that, Lisa?
5: We do have another connection that we. I'm, I'm very interested looking at the plants behind you, Spencer. The largest plant like tree based GMP manufacturer in the world is in Milano, Italy called Indena. And they are um, scaling up to be our second or our long long term large scale um, plant manufacturer. We've worked with them for over 25 years. And in fact, they just did a nice investment in Jaguar the parent company.
3: Well, I, I I will pass your compliments to the chef. I'm not responsible uh, for these decorations here. I I'm stuck at home in a uh, quarantine right now, so I'm, so I'm I this is what I've got. I got I got what I got what I got. So uh, I'll I'll pass your compliments to the chef on that. Uh, okay.
5: To the chef or the chief? <laughs> yeah, that,
3: that, that too. Uh, Lisa Conti is the CEO of Jaguar Health um, joining us today on on the Power Hour, Lisa. Uh, thank you so much for for stopping by. We uh, would love to have you on again uh, as we get closer to those uh, the, the, those next catalysts.
5: You got it. You got it. Thanks a lot, right. guys. Thanks, Thanks you, Lisa. Lisa. Have a great show. rest. Of your,
3: have a great rest of your morning, Lisa. Man, a, 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 okay. a, a, B, we're doing the spacs wrong in the U.S. I think is was it. Was, <laughs> I think we need to let these companies. Can you even just imagine? Just so essentially, let's back
4: this up for some, maybe if any of our audience members don't yeah. understand the the kind of difference. So essentially, and correct me if I'm wrong, here in the States, you have a, a special purpose acquisition company, right. a quote unquote blank blank check company right. that's raising money um, from investors to then go buy, to, to, to take another company public.
3: Right. Right, um, so you, through you, acquisition. Two, you you have two years. So you you raise your, you go out and you raise money from investors and then you IPO that company. But your company is not, it's just a blank check. It's a shell company, doesn't, doesn't do anything. And you raise money with the idea that within two years, from the second we IPO, we have a two-year clock. We got to buy, we got to use the money that we raised to buy another company. Um, otherwise, we have to return that money to all the people that invested in the spec, um, in the U S you're not, a, these specs are not allowed to talk about their targets before they have a deal. I apparently in Italy, that's not the case. You can raise money with the intention of saying, Hey, we are going to do that. You should buy, you should invest now. Cause we're going to buy X company down the line. Which so yeah, so let's be, say
4: I'm an, I'm, I'm an Italian spec. Oh, to be, oh, we, oh, we kind of lost you for a sec, but you're back. So say I'm an Italian SPAC called iSPAC, Italian SPAC, and I'm raising money. I can say we are raising this money in goals of taking Ferrari public. Or Benzinga. you know we can just yeah. What would you
3: say? Or or, or Benzinga. Or yeah. Benzinga.
4: We, yeah. we, you know we can we can say our target now here. Where if you say you look at, um, I can't even think of like a, a, a one of the spacks. Like the uh, actual spat company, like Northern
3: Diamond Peak Holdings. There, I just Diamond one.
4: Peak Holdings. You don't sure. know there are rumors, but you don't know for sure that Diamond Peak yeah. is, uh, you know, targeting Clover Health or, or whoever it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, Coupon Boy brings up a good point in the chat. Us can say what sector they yes. are targeting. Yes,
3: that's a good point. They can.
4: So a lot of times people will, uh, you know, infer like, oh, this company's raising money in the healthcare space; they're gonna target uh, Clover or whatever it is. But, um, I yeah, Andre, I know Ferrari's already public. I was just thinking of an Italian company <laughs> off the top of my head. I, well, I, I, I don't know. Name another Italian company. <laughs>
3: um, uh, I got one. Oh wait, I think they Hugo Boss. I, I was gonna say Nutella, but I think they got bought by, uh, who owns Nutella? I think. I think. Uh, does Montelis I forget somebody big owns Nutella anyway um IPOF discord see I feel like there
4: are some where it's like very like clear what the what the company is um what's the one the one that's going to take Apex public it's like northern uh something Apex clearing back that
3: that closed yet or no I think cl- no that didn't close yet I, I guess yeah, let's let's search them. That's the best part of the pros. You can search for it. I think it's All like pro- NSTB or nts Northern Star Investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apex FinTech. You're right. Yeah.
4: So the, the only reason that that's like out there in the public is because they've the, the deal's already been announced. Okay, here we go. Now we got we got the real SPAC expert in the chat, Chris kache Some specs <laughs> listed their target in the filing was a mobile game deal that happened this way.
3: We, we got a lot of knowledge. Andre's correct. I mean, uh, I knew Nintendo was owned by someone. They're owned by Ferrero. Thank you. Which was like a family, family business. Thank you, Andre. Andre must know, knows his confectionaries. Uh, thank you, Andre. Thank you, Chris for, for, for dropping. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Gucci, another Italian company there. Name all the Italian companies. Uh, anyway, Chris catchy. Today, we learned that SPACs can name the targets ahead of time as they're raising money in Italy. And uh, we thought that was fun. So, um, yeah, I mean that we all learned something today. So, um, not very often we do back-to-back biotech interviews on on the show. Probably not something we'll do a lot of. Um, let me, let let me let you in on a little secret though. These biotech companies, um, are very easy to book, right? They love talking about, about themselves. 're very they're they're very responsive that's why you, you may see some a lot of biotech companies get uh some press because they're very easy to book so uh some inside baseball there but but thank you to uh to, to Jaguar and, and helios today we were supposed to have a third guest oh I see him here so our third guest this is interesting a B this uh we'll, we'll bring him on in a second um, his company is not public but that does not mean that we yeah. can't invest in it. So,
4: so Spencer, if if you know, for some of our audience out there, if you're a a big fan of the show, you tune in with us, you know, day in and day out. Um, I had my good friend Julian on the show a, a week or two ago from from Core Connects, and essentially what Core Connects does, as Julian explained, was they help set up private companies that are raising money either through Reg A or Reg CF. Um. You know, which just allows retail investors to purchase shares of private companies before they go public. Um, and Core Connect sets up the technology to allow these companies to do so, uh, y- you know, directly with that company. So instead of having to go to a website like Start Engine or something like that, um, you can go straight to the company's website and invest in it. And uh, Trung Pham, who's coming on right now, he heads up one of these companies. He started. Uh, his own company called Rise. We're gonna get to talk to Trung about that. And Core Connects is, is, you know, has set up the technology to allow investors like us, like you and I, Spencer, to go straight to Rise's website and purchase shares of the company before it goes public. Uh, you know, for hundreds of years, however long people have been investing, retail investors have not had access uh, to purchase shares of private companies like this. So this is something that's kind of new and exciting.
3: All right, let's get let's get Trung on here.
4: Trung, how are we doing this, this beautiful Wednesday? Hey guys, how's it going? Was I? Can you correct me? Was I incorrect in anything I said there?
6: No, no, everything you said was correct for sure. All right, no, there we way. Go. no <laughs> way. There's a
3: first time for everything. Oh my goodness! All right, Trung, tell us about Rise. This is this is interesting because there are uh, there are some big players that are tangentially related to you. So, yeah, so tell us about sure. what you're working on.
6: So we're in the uh, smart home IoT space. We create a little device, as you can see on the screen there, and I'm holding one up in my hand. And it's essentially a smart home device that you mount on the window frame, and you're able to motorize and automate your existing window shades. So the problem that we're uh, solving today is that uh, most window coverings in the market, they're manually controlled. And once you install them, you can never automate them again. You'd actually have to replace them with brand new motorized shades. So we came up with a suite of devices that allow you to motorize your existing window shades and blinds. And, um, you know, we're a category within the the booming smart home market. Um, you know, over the last few years, you see a lot of exits by some of the large players like Google buying nest for 3.2 billion and Amazon buying ring recently for 1.2 billion and so on and so on. So there's a lot of, um, activity in the smart home space. And uh, not only that, you know, even though we're a smart home device to motorize your shades, we do target, uh, the much larger and lucrative commercial market, and um, when we're talking about the commercial market, you know there's a huge opportunity for energy savings, and that's what's really appealing appealing to these partners that we're with, working with, where they're able to save a substantial am- amount of energy just by passively opening and closing their shades to, you know, one reduce solar heat gain and reduce in- indoor cooling, or two uh, reduce indoor lighting use,
3: and and that's really um that's really our focus as a company. So can um can you set this on like a timer, automate it?
6: Yes. So uh, okay. with our app, you could set a schedule. So for, okay. example, for me, I'll have it open at 7 a.m. every morning and then close at 8 p.m. Give you that extra privacy. Uh, if you're you know, heading out of the house and your window shades are open, you forgot to close them. You could do that remotely through the app. You can connect it with Google Home, Amazon, Alexa, Apple HomeKit. So the primary smart home players out there. Okay. Commercial side, we create custom uh, API integrations. Okay.
4: So, so Trung, I, I imagine you know there are a lot of commercial real estate companies out there that might have an ESG focus. You know, as you mentioned that you know this device from Rise can help with energy savings. Uh, is that a potential customer? You know, like big commercial uh, real estate companies that are, are creating big office buildings that you can say, hey, you can put one of these in every office um, in this building, and it will help you with
6: energy savings. Yeah, definitely. So um, we actually received a four million dollars Canadian Clean Tech grant to develop our second gen built on the requirements that the commercial partners required. So we're working with a few large commercial players, hotels, office spaces and whatnot. And um, you know they actually had very simple use cases they wanted. They wanted us to lower the shades during evenings and weekends. Why? Because especially during the weekends, they usually don't have tenants in the office. And what happens is that if the window shades are open, all that sunlight during the summer is coming in and the HVAC system is cooling an empty room. So it's, it's just wasted energy. So just by lowering the shades during these times, they block out that solar heat gain and reduce that indoor cooling requirements, and um, they can save a substantial amount of energy, up to twenty four percent in cooling and seventy four percent in lighting use.
3: So, so obviously, you know, Tron, you are targeted. You, you know, this is a smart home um, appliance. I guess that's the right word here. You have seen what happened. You mentioned already. You saw what happened to Google Nest or Nest. You saw what happened to Ring with Amazon. Um, is that like a, a logical endpoint here for you? Uh,
6: definitely. So when we think about the type of company we want to become and where we'll end up, I think um, the most ideal exit would be an acquisition by a larger player. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to happen. Um, yeah. Obviously, I can't predict the future there. But you know, we, we are positioning ourselves to be an, an attractive uh, exit, attractive acquire, and attractive target. Um, and you know, just like Ring, they have the, the um, potential to go IPO, and I, I believe we have that potential too. But I think at the end of the day, we are going to be one of those companies that another big player just comes up and uh, acquires.
3: What, what can you say about your 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 sales and revenue right now?
6: So to date, uh, we've generated over four point five million in sales, and that's all audited. Uh, today, it's probably closer to five point five um, unaudited. So how many
3: devices? How many devices is that? Like, what what, what does that um, retail for?
6: It retails for 149, so it's okay. uh, well over well over 35,000 devices today sold. Okay, we just began shipping our second gen, and um, we are launching. Um, so this product works with anything with a beaded chain or cord loop, so your, your traditional window shades and blinds. Yeah. Um, but we are creating a device for drapes and curtains. Um, a lot of the hotel partners that we're speaking with all have drapes and curtains for you know black purposes and whatnot, and um, that's a retrofit um, smart drape solution. And uh, we'll we'll be doing a a formal launch, um, hopefully before the end of the year.
3: Okay.
4: Tron, does does Rise have any, uh, you know, patents on this technology that would kind of prevent, say, you know, a Google Home or Amazon to go out and developing their
6: own uh, automated blind system? Um, So it's funny uh, when you speak about Amazon, um, we invented this concept. So we have four fully issued patents and a number of more uh, patents pending. And um, you know, when you create a physical product like this, a hardware product, you're gonna get copycats coming out of China, left, right, and center. Um, but because of our patents, um, we actually have an Amazon court judgment victory. And what that allows us to do is that anytime a copycat pops up on Amazon, we file on Amazon and they kick the seller off. And um, many times I get, you know, these long letters from the seller apologizing and whatnot for infringing on the patents. But our patents are that strong. So, you know, anytime you might see a copycat, they might be there up for one or two days and then they, they automatically get removed because of our patents.
3: Proton says you should merge with a solar company. I'm sorry? Shade. Proton from our chat says you should merge with a solar company to have, your, have shades that provide solar power.
6: Um, I've seen other solutions like that. Um, we're not focused on that yet. We're focused okay. more on the IoT Connected devices space, um, yeah. The, the whole idea okay. of solar and generating uh, energy—that's that's beyond our how, means today.
3: How long has it taken to bring this product to market? Um, how long has it been development for?
6: Well, um, our first gen, uh, we began R and D during uh, two thousand fifteen. It took us about two and a half years before we yeah. actually got to market. Uh, that includes, you know, prototyping, going through production for the first run, testing, all that kind of stuff. The second gen took uh, maybe only a year to develop. So we've. We've improved the whole product development life cycle for us. So, um,
4: so, so Trung, backing up to kind of when you when you first had this idea and started the company, I, I'm sure you had uh, you know critics that were saying like, yeah, this is a good idea, but you can't make a whole company out of, out of this. What, what 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 did they you know get wrong or, or see wrong that you kind of saw differently at the time?
6: Um, well, I, I have a finance background, so I actually did a whole analysis on the industry. And you have large players like Somfy, they're publicly traded, $5 billion market cap, they focus on motorized shades. Um, they are the leading player in the marketplace today and they only target the 10% uh, because their solutions uh, must be purchased with the actual window shade. We're targeting the other 90% of real estate asset classes that already have window shades installed and may not want to replace them, may, may want a retrofit solution. So you can imagine how big the opportunity is on the retrofit side. Um, and not only that, uh, solutions by Somfy, Lutron on the ground, some of these other larger players, they're $500, $1,000 per window. Ours is a $150 product, so it's a much more affordable price point. Yeah. The real estate developers and landlords are attractive to it because they think about payback period. They, they think about, well, I'm not going to install these Lutron's because they're, they're going to cost me, you know, $100,000 for 100 windows versus yours, but, but that might cost you know, $15,000. So. Um, The payback period is much more attractive. Um, They could earn their um, money back from savings in under three years. Um, So, uh, you know, it's definitely a bigger market. And to allude to Ring, um, you know, Ring was a great success story. Um, They sold video doorbell systems. They're in a a highly competitive market. They're in the security camera market, but they dominated the video doorbell. And um, what was interesting was that Ring only sold to single-family homes. They were a residential smart home player. They couldn't sell to multifamily. Um, they couldn't sell to commercial. They can't sell to hotels because they're a security system for residential. We we don't distinguish and uh, discriminate between the asset classes. We could sell to any asset class, single-family homes, multifamily, hotels, commercial office, senior housing.
3: Is, is this uh, uh, like, as far as the, the distribution, is this like a direct-to-consumer thing? Or are you in like Home Depot or, or are you going direct to the manufacturers? I mean- So
6: um, historically to date, we've generated all our sales online. So direct-to-consumer online. However, next year, we do have plans in place to be in retail. So you you mentioned Home Depot. Um, And then uh, B2B sales is something we're highly pushing forward. So speaking to these large real estate developers and landlords and pushing high-volume sales to them.
4: Trung, do you have any idea uh, down the road kind of what that makeup will be like kind of percentage-wise of what percent of the revenue is coming from direct-to-consumer sales or uh, single uh, single home family versus you know the more commercial real estate like we talked about?
6: Yeah. So um, speaking to our colleagues in the smart home space, uh, like we talked to all the major players out there, all the big players that every, everyone recognizes, and we do know the makeup. Um, Online is a very small portion. It's only about 7% of the market for us. So uh, it leaves a big opportunity for us when we actually enter these other sales channels. Retail is about a third of industry revenues. So the Costco's, the Best Buys, the Home Depot's, Uh, but the largest and most lucrative channel is B2B sales. So B2B sales to large real estate developers, landlords, commercial office, senior housing, um, you know, those type of players. And uh, that's eventually where we want to get to. Got it. Um, Well, Trung Pham,
4: CEO and founder of Rise, that's R-Y-S-E. I'm going to go ahead and drop that link in the chat. If anyone wants to go check out the website, see how you can become an early investor um Trunk, thank
6: you for coming on the power hour today. Uh thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And again, the the offering page is invest.hellorise.com. Got right. it.
7: Thanks a lot, Trust.
3: Man, dude, the future is now. We're gonna have smart everything. Like I'm 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 A B, I'm like you, where I'm not gonna be ready to buy a home for a while, probably. But like the home the the home that you and I do buy, that first home, whenever that happens, 10 years or whatever, like it's gonna be insane, like what? the amount of smart shit <laughs> in these
4: homes. Well, think about it. I mean, look, one of those he said was like 150 bucks. We could go out and buy like a house that was built in the 80s or something, Spencer, and, and configure it out to be a smart home for probably not that much money. And I think that would that would uh, you know raise the value of that yeah. of that home a lot. Um, he mentioned he mentioned Ring quite a bit there. I'm pretty sure. Correct me wrong in the chat, or correct me if I'm wrong in the chat. I think Ring was a shark was brought up on Shark Tank, and none of the sharks wanted to invest in Ring, and now yep. it's huge.
3: Yep. I want to plug another show for except for a second. If uh, if you ever ever listen to NPR, there's a podcast called How I Built This, and they're pretty good. Uh, some episodes better than others. Uh, they're pretty long. They're like over an hour, um, but they talk to founders about how they built their companies. And the episode with Ring. With the the founder of Ring on the show was far and away the best episode of that show ever. It's a podcast, How I Built This, with the founder of Ring. His his name is Jamie something. I don't remember his last Diamond. name. Jamie, what did you say? Diamond. I was kidding. No. Uh, here I'll look it up. Ring founder. It's Jamie, Jamie Simenoff, I think is his name. Anyway, that episode was like amazing. If you want to listen to like someone who really like struggled to build this company. We like you, like you said, went on Shark Tank, didn't get a deal. Like really inspiring stuff. That's Chuck- gonna
4: be the biggest, uh like maybe the biggest company period that's been brought on Shark Tank, but by far the biggest one that what was on Shark Tank and then no one I don't know. I I haven't seen the episode, so I don't know yeah. if like they tried to get equity in it and the deal just you know wasn't good enough or if they just all said like and for that reason I'm out. Yeah, and they yeah, just missed yeah. out uh, Dude, on that. We've come
3: a long way. When I was growing up, this the, the smart home devices was clap on, right? Clap off. That's that's what, I, that's what it was when I was growing up. And even before that, we've we've come a long way. You can automate your blinds and and then so Okay. Hey, it's 1 o'clock. Uh, no, get technical today because Neil is in New York where you should be tomorrow on Friday. For our Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference, our first in person event since before COVID started. So, bzcannabis.com to learn more about that. Uh, Neil will be back uh, next week uh, for his show. Uh, we do miss him uh, dearly. But so, what, we, we, what we've got right now is a replay of the roadmap from, ye- <coughs> I'm okay. from yesterday. Then at two o'clock, we've got Moon or Bust. I'll be back on at three. 15 through 20 is for at the close with Joel L. Conant. And uh, that's what we got. Hit that like button, please. And thank you. Thanks to everyone on the chat. Thanks everyone for watching. No, no power hour rest of the week, because uh, we've got, as mentioned, our cannabis conference that we'll be streaming as well for the next two days, starting uh, tonight, actually. Uh, but AB, good job. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Manny, Shelly, Chris, proton, happy, everyone in the chat santo appreciate you ab appreciate you go go uh do whatever it is you do over there and keep, keep tabs on the office for me while i'm not there over at out ski as david green would say <laughs> that's true he does say that
7: did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10 percent or more result from a single news headline that's right and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
7: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein,